Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast with Melanie Dawn and Tanya Ryan. Okay, you know what's something I really appreciate about us, Mel? What? <laughs> I I like that we're always accidentally on the same uh, wavelength, energetic, I don't know what you want to call it. But anyways, it just seems like when I go to text you that I'm running late, I have already <laughs> received a text <laughs> that you're running late. And I just, it's just something that I, I really appreciate about our relationship. <laughs> yes. we And it always seems to be we bond over being late. So I'm cool with that. <laughs> I like it. Um, okay. So I, today's episode I have been wanting to do for quite a while, mostly because I think this is, um, I think it, well, for me, it's a good follow-up after the origin story because, um, my entire, when I got kind of, we'll say back into spirituality or started exploring tarot, I was doing this almost a hundred percent, like looking for this, like this hit, this high, this, like, like uh, the fix. That's what I was looking for. This fix of like, cause when I went and saw this tarot reader, it was just this mind bending, mind blowing experience. And I was kind of looking to recreate it all the time because I was like, how is that possible? How is that possible? And, and I have like I, that moment and granted it's never been recreated of course, but there have been other moments that have jumped out and been like, see, it's pretty weird. Hey, see, yes, that was right. Nope. You didn't dream that. Nope. That wasn't an accident. Like just all of these kind of confirmation moments. And so, um, I know you've spoken about, you know, there's no air quotes, good readings, but, um, to me, that that's when they are good is when I get a moment in a reading that feels like that little dopamine rush or that little fix of like magic. So that's what I call it. It's just magic. Like when something happens that how could that possibly, how could that possibly happen? Cause there's also a lot that comes to me in readings that to me is like kind of unremarkable. Like it's not that it's not helpful or relevant to the person, but it's not, you know, it's, it's not magic. Whereas some of the things that happen are just like, wow, that's so cool. That's just such magic. So today I kind of wanted to talk to you about your moments where you've been like, whoa, this is, this is so cool. This is magic or this is crazy or how did this happen? And just kind of like story swap with you about various events that we've experienced firsthand that have been just kind of interesting. Oh, I'm super down with that. I think, and when you say like, there's no good readings, but I do, you know, after you're like during the session, I'll always cut in. I'll be like human Mel here. And I'm like, this, I was like, this is the confirmation of why I do it. Those, I love those moments where you're like this, this is it. This is yeah. the one. But, uh, I do think that, um, the other moments, previously would have had that with us, but we'd experience those. And so they just like, keep, you keep having to up the ante or yeah, I've got lots of those. And I, I do deem those as magic, especially when the client sees it. (laughs) Right. Oh, like when both of you are like, Whoa, um, The I love that you say human mill here because I've done that in readings too. Because sometimes I feel like my human self is like a passenger, so like they're there, oh. they know everything that's going on. I mean, but their memory is affected because I'm like you, I don't remember readings. Mm, mine, mine cuts in like when yes. something that big happens, it's like, no, you need to see this. 
<laughs> right? Or yeah. if, it's, if the information is relevant to me too, like I've gotten yes. like, uh, you know, someone's going through a relationship conflict and it happens to be a really similar relationship conflict I'm going through, then I'll plug in and go, oh, oh, that is helpful. Let me, I've actually been in a session and been like, hang on, I got to read this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I take a lot of my own advice and I say mine in air quotes because mm-hmm. it's the channel. I just happen to be the messenger, but that advice is usually for me too. And, um, what was the other one I was thinking? Uh, oh, do you notice too, that if you have like three or four clients in one day, or let's say you only take one client a week, but that week they all come and it's the same thing. Like oh, they're all yes. going to marrying each other. Yes. There's like, I, I, and then I, it's when I have to like really self-coach because I notice I'll say the same, almost like tagline for a month. And, um, I'll feel like a, like an imposter. So I was doing like public readings once, which I don't, I don't do very often. And there, so there's people around that can hear me. And I was just thinking like, Oh, this person that can hear me, who's been sitting beside me this whole time, probably thinks I'm just a total scam artist. Cause I said the same thing to all four of these people, but it's like, but that's, they're all here for the same mm-hmm. reason. And it wasn't the same thing. It's just, I talk about uh, a common theme when you come in for a reading with me is I, I tell you what your superpowers are. And I do this and I call them superpowers because it's it's just for me the best way to explain them because I'm also going to call you out on a lot of stuff. And I want I want to make sure you know why those things are not just like me calling you out, like you shouldn't leave yeah. this room and feel bad about yourself. You should leave this room. I'm just like, yeah, I did my work. And everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now you go think about what you did. <laughs> um, it's more like, I want you to understand your nature. And so that those things that I'm calling you out for and those behaviors also have complementary aspects that are really powerful for you and have gotten you somewhere, have kept you safe, have allowed you to be successful or whatever. And so I call them superpowers. So people understand yeah. the context of like how they are helpful to them. It always is a confirmation too that this is not me speaking because I am uncomfortable. <laughs> like right. the human me does not want to give you this information, but oh. it is yelling. Oh my god, I have oh so many of those too. Yeah, where you're like, I feel bad saying this, but <laughs> oh, I have. We should maybe have another episode. It's like foot in mouth incidences. Like, have you ever said something and someone did not receive it well, and you're no. like. Well, yes. But then later, like I had one client leave and I was like, sure, he was never coming back, but it took him a little bit and then he came around, but it was, it's sometimes it's really hard to hear, especially if you're in a state of control. It's like, if someone's telling you that what you've been doing or what you want is, is actually not what's working for you you're going to not like it. So I've had that, but I've never had someone like look at me like I had three heads. I've had someone look at me with rage. (laughs) No. Yeah. Mine was crying. They got very upset. I delivered information and then it made them very upset. And I spent probably half the appointment just because it's funny because when I go in, I'm just there and I'm just funneling. And so it probably took me a few minutes just to realize that they had had such a big response to what I said, because to me, what I said was like in passing, it was like, oh yeah, this might happen. And then I moved on and like started talking about something else. And I was like, oh, that is like not the center of this appointment, but it's what the client got centered on. And so I had to kind of like unpack it. But um, 
yeah, it is interesting because so to this day, I don't think that event has played out the way I said it would, but I still think it might. But um, anyways, I'm not going to go there. And we'll, so we'll save that for a rainy day. Yeah. But even so, if it didn't play out the way that you had interpreted it, the symbolism is still there and it will still play out. Whether it is identically matching the situation or not, I 100% guarantee that she will experience that feeling. I'm about 99% sure I laid out other things that it could be. And then one of those things happened, but yeah. She only remembers what I said that she didn't like. Anyway, like, or something like this. Yeah. And then they get fixated. Yeah. And, and that's hard too. And, um, like just I'll, I'll throw in what I, I do. Cause if there's healers yeah. listening, um, I'll just say you, you may not be able to consciously receive this right now. And if not, then let it go. Like it, it will, you know, how it's meant to show up. You will know, like just, let it go. It may be somewhere in the unconscious and everything is symbolic. So I always say everything is symbolic. So whatever the feeling is, it's attached to This is just how my emotional index has interpreted it. And then oh, they're there free to take it whatever way. I like that. But usually, usually we're right. <laughs> I will. I've in this, I'll just talk about it. Um, and just pray that no one that knows this person ever hears this because we'll it, it's right very now. obvious who it is. Um, so I, I had this re I was, uh, hired to go to this. It was a stay get. So it's supposed to be fun. That's the other, like, <laughs> that's the other thing about this. It's supposed to be Don't fun. And it was, stay it was <laughs> her stay get. Yes. But you know, how, like, how many out of 10 readings do people actually cry? And even though they're like, this was so profound, this was so great, they are crying. It's like, it's definitely not a stay at activity. Well, oh, I don't know. I thought it was really fun. And everybody's was really fun. Everybody. Yeah. So actually, next time I went to a similar event, I was like intentionalized and I like zapped in. I was like, listen, don't give me anything super heavy because it's not what I'm here for. I'm here for fun. And then that one, actually something super heavy. Good. <laughs> Anyways, oh, no. they, they don't Maybe they needed the group consciousness they, in order to have that happen. Yeah. Just or, say like, change the, the idea of, of your thing. Yeah. <laughs> something anyway this is a release party this is this is <laughs> yeah, exactly well I think with this person she and her friends are having I I saw them within a year because all of them were having all these babies came through and I was like oh you guys are all gonna be like raising kids together this is really great because they're really tight friends and I was like oh this is such this is so awesome like what a gift to have um the opportunity to raise kids with your friends and so with her, the, the, so what's interesting is that if I had my druthers, the reading would have been more centered around um, uh, her kid because her kid, really, really smart kid. And I said, this kid is going to be like, you're going to feel alone even within mothering groups because your kid is so smart. And the way that they do things is going to be so different that, you know, the internet's not going to help you. Books aren't going to help you. Your friends aren't going to understand what's struggle, what you're struggling with. Like they're, you're just going to feel kind of alone. And so that's what I wanted to center around was talking about this kid and like ways that we could work with them and that kind of a thing. And that would help her and like kind of bolster her in like that part of her parenting journey. And when I'm talking about kids, usually they're around three, give or take. Um, and so, but the first thing I kind of like glazed over, cause it just seemed like 
a detail, which I understand that this is not just something to glaze over exactly, but it was also just, it was an event. It was, it was, to me, it was neutral. It wasn't huge. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, I know it's a big deal. I'm just, I'll get there. Anyways, I just, I commented very quickly about her having potentially, I didn't even say she would. I said, potentially you might have a miscarriage before conceiving this baby. Now I've said miscarriage to many women and they're like, oh yeah, okay. And we just like, I don't, I don't want to say it's a small event. I would never minimalize the loss of an infant um, at any point in pregnancy. Yeah. But it's also, there seems to be this like strength of women that resilience, I don't know what you want to call it, where we can just go, okay, I hear that. I receive that. And, and we, you know, and because I did say potentially, I don't think I said you will like I, which I wouldn't because of the nature of what it was. Anyways, when I, like I said, when I said I gave other options of what it could be, I said it could be something and I didn't want to scare her more because I'm just going like, well, it could be an unplanned C-section. It could be like just anything that happens like before this baby is born that's like creates oh, probably some fear, some emotional like stuff coming up. Like, and, and cutting so, the womb time short, it seems like. Yeah, something. Yeah. And so... um Anyways, I did, I did offer some other things it could be, and basically also sort of use the Mel, uh, you know, liability clause there where it's like, you know, (laughs) if it doesn't fit, just don't take it. Um, I, I kind of more said, I was like, listen, I'm just one person. I am one human being and you don't have to listen to anything I say. So just remember that, like, this is just, it's not a science. It doesn't work exactly. And who knows? We don't know. And I did try to explain sometimes this is, I'm like, I just see the whatever around like usually it's that I see the emotions or whatever around the event but this one honestly it like a miscarriage has never looked more blatant to me so I did say it could be a c-section but I felt like it was a miscarriage like truly even when I walked away from it even after talking to her I was just like it just that's just what it feels like to me I called a an intuitive friend and basically had her talk me off the ledge because I felt so bad this this woman cried a lot and anyways, she has a baby now and she did not have a miscarriage or she has not shared publicly that she had a miscarriage, but she did not have a miscarriage. Uh, she did have an unplanned C-section, um, but which, and she did say, cause I did see her and I was like, actually kind of like, I felt really uncomfortable and embarrassed because <laughs> she, she's holding this baby and whatever. Anyways, I did end up getting brave and talking to her and I asked her how her delivery went and, and some other things. And, and she said it was really traumatic. And I was like, I wonder if that was it, you know, cause it was just it, like, cause obviously a miscarriage has trauma anyways, but then there's still a part of me that, which of course I would not say, no, to her, I believe but, you. <laughs> there is like a part of me that goes, well, I don't know if that's the baby you have a miscarriage before. Cause I right. saw the baby and I was like, I don't think that's the baby I saw, but yeah, I don't know. So I am interested like five years from now, maybe I'll never see her again, but I am interested just to see. Did, if- could, were you able like not to like pry into her life or anything, but to do that, um, were you able to see if it had an impact on her? Cause a lot of miscarriages happen before we even know we're pregnant and we think that that's our period. What, in what way did the miscarriage, like, what was the messaging behind it? Um, no, she would have noticed it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, hence the unplanned C-section being like another thing. Cause you know how a lot of people, when they have a C-section, they mourn, like they, they grieve the, 
the natural loss of their their birth plan or or you know whatever or there's just even i just had a client like that this week there you go yeah it's i think really loud in their bodies very loud in their bodies anything that happens unexpectedly where we have sort of like a dream or um an expectation and outcome tied to and then it changes and we don't get to properly grieve it like so uh I don't even want to use animals as an example because I think our our culture and society doesn't give that enough weight, but it's like someone dies and then you just have to go to work the next day. It's almost like that where we don't get the opportunity to properly mourn that this isn't the dream that we had and dreams matter. They really, they really do. And And the body stores that pain for us because if the brain's telling us I should move on, we're going to continue to do that. But the body is saying, hell no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is not happening. So it's interesting, but I, when you are so, I know that hopefully she's not listening, but I believe you because when you said, uh, I told her that it could be a unplanned C-section, but I don't think so. That's right. Like that just came in through you as a scapegoat. And then it was like letting you off the hook, Tanya. But yeah, those are hard moments. Hey, that's well, see, this episode took a turn. It's it's like the, well, maybe we'll do like your losses and your, your wins. I don't know, but um, this will be a yang yang episode where (laughs) things are good and bad. Um, it's, they are hard. It's hard as far as like, okay. So I think for one, and just the way that I like work with tarot, like I don't really want to drop bombs on you. Right. I didn't, that's not why I'm here. It's not coming. I don't want to make you feel bad. If I'm making you cry, I hope it's because we're having some sort of internal shifting, not because I've said something that makes you feel like garbage, you know, there's, and so, you know, yes, these are, this is the moment that stands out to me as a reader is just this moment (laughs) where I was like, I left feeling like I left feeling like garbage. Like I was like, Oh, I just, I like kind of ruined her night. I kind of made her sad. And actually, so when I saw her again, it was in this, the same circle of friends that she has. And sure enough, another one of the people is pregnant. Like I thought that they would all be pregnant or slash having babies around the same time. So now it's just the other one that I'm waiting for. And then I'll be all really validated. Um, (laughs) anyways, so, uh, we're all, all there. And, I'm like self-coaching through this like little bit of like anxiety I'm having. So first of all, socially speaking in a big group and there was a lot of people there, I'm already a little uncomfortable and I don't know a lot of people there. So I know one or two people and I'm anyways, I'm, I'm so I'm self-coaching through my social anxiety. And then on top of this layer of this with, Oh no, this person who I like ruined her, I get is here and she has a baby, which is just that much more awkward for me. He was probably like, boom. <laughs> uh, probably, right? And right and rightfully so. And I was like, okay, we're gonna like we're finding our humble and our humility and it's okay. And so I'm just anyways, and then one of the one of her friends comes up to me and we're talking. And I was actually trying to figure out who is upstairs with the baby because uh, remember when I said there was a group of them, right? And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, I think it's the blonde girl. I don't remember anyone's name, right? I was just like, I think it's the blonde girl. I thought she was going to have her baby first. Um, but this was also me, like human Tanya. I could, it wasn't actual, there was no one's babies were like, I'm coming first. It was just human Tanya being like, I think she's going to have, but that was also, she was already married, already had a kid. I think I was just humaning yeah. that forecast. So Logical. Um, 
anyways, this, this other chick is there and she's like, uh, I can't remember how the conversation started. I just remember what she said. Cause it, it really made me feel poopy or how do we say that? That's the proper way. I allowed it to make me feel poopy. Anyways, she, she said, she's like, Oh yes. The unfortunate event or something like that. And I couldn't tell if she was being like, uh, unkind. I don't think so like blatantly unkind and kind of trying to make me feel bad. Or if she kind of was accidentally doesn't make me feel bad, but I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Cause I'd actually didn't mention anything about the, the unfor- oh, unfortunate incident. That's what she said. Oh yes. The unfortunate incident. And I was like, Oh my God, really? That's what we got to focus on here. Cause I asked something about the babies and I was trying to get an idea of who was upstairs with a baby um, just to be curious. And I had said to her, to the person who said back to me, the unfortunate, I think I said something along the lines of, well, I was like, I remember that like a lot of them were going to have babies at the same time. So I'm curious to see who was first kind of a thing. And she gave me her name, but it didn't mean anything to me. Cause I was like, I need a description. <laughs> and, um, uh, and I think that's what I said, something about them having babies. And then she was like, oh yes, the unfortunate incident. And I was like, okay. <laughs> You were brave to charter that territory anyways. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't think about it. It was, it felt like totally new context. Cause what happened in the network here is that we have a mutual friend. Like, so my yeah. friend who is, I feel close with is friends with other people. So she is the one that hired me as the tarot reader for this stagette. And, and then I went to her shower. So her friends are at her shower. Yeah. And yeah. so anyways, so I, uh, it, yeah. So, and then, and then it was really awkward in my brain. <laughs> it was horrible in my brain. I really hope that no one ever hears this episode in a way. Anyways, um, in my brain, I see this baby and I go, oh, that's not the baby I saw. And then my brain was like, just, you don't know that. Maybe yeah. that is the baby. Maybe it all just like, that's how it worked out. But I, yeah, I'm, I, I am interested and I can't tell if it's my ego that just wants to be right. Cause the other thing I've had to do as a reader is like, let go of like, it's okay if I'm wrong or it's okay. If what I say doesn't land, it's okay. If they don't understand it, it's okay. If I sometimes do get it wrong, like if I misinterpret it or if I say it the wrong way or whatever, it's okay. And, um, and so I can't tell if I just really want to not be wrong <laughs> Yeah. Or if it really just wasn't, I just missed, I just didn't do right. I think like for me and the the people who come to me, uh, the way that I read now is that I'm not attached to pain being a bad thing anymore. And so the moment you free yourself that pain is a bad thing and I have to avoid it for them, I think that's total freedom as a reader is that pain is an expansive thing. We don't really expand too much when we're everything's going our way, everything's going right. When that pain comes is when we really expand as people, as, as persons. And as a reader, this could even be an evolution for you too, is, um, if it's showing up in your sessions is like, I want to avoid pain. I want them to be lighthearted is that this is coming. Like this will be (laughs) this, this awkward shower needed to happen in order for you to expand into like, this is the reading. Like I don't have control over what comes through. I, I will not filter source because source is always right. And if pain comes, it's meant to be seen. It's meant to be heard. Um, like I feel like pain is the path to freedom, but then again, then I'm like, 
I make deals with God on that. <laughs> My own personal, I'm like, but please don't do this. <laughs> there's, a, there's a, like, I understand it, but at the same token, I'm still a human being making deals with God. But I do think that pain is something that we can forever avoid as readers. Um, it will be the one thing that people come for freedom release and probably not in a stay yet. So I, I like that you like made a deal with your channel before, like, please don't, but then it still did it, it, it still gave you uh it did it yeah so it's it really is unavoidable it's just like okay it is. this is just what yeah. i'm here for and um, and really it's the stuff that stands out for people right like she's still going the unfortunate incident because in her somewhere in her body there well, this wasn't right? this wasn't the woman that had the baby this was a friend oh, this was oh, sorry okay. this was another person that was like so she's bringing up and person. I was like, oh man, that really made the highlight reel if you're talking about it because you had your own separate reading that was totally not bad or, you know, painful <laughs> if we're using this word. Uh, okay. It's, it's fine. It's, it's, you're, you're remembered. There's a memory attached to you. So that's there, awesome. there we go. I made an impact and that's, yeah. oh, that's what we'll focus And you on. can't avoid it, right? Like this is, this is where it is, is like if you're coming in and you're, you're going for a reading, you, if you want a filtered reading, go to a fraud, go to someone who is going to be like selling you the stuff that they think you want to hear. They'll ask, I, I shouldn't say this because I ask a lot of questions because how I read is through emotions and I know my underlying emotion and what I've tied it to. So I kind of am like, has this happened or does this make sense? So I do ask a lot of questions, but these people would ask like specifically like, are you married without ever, you know, showing, like, I can usually say, oh, you have two sons or you have kids and the, there's this age gap between, I'll be able to do something. I'll be able to like do one party trick that will get you in my favor. But then after that is like, and I don't, I, I, I don't even intend to do that, but I know that that does elicit some sort of confidence in the reading. I think um, I think that that's valid though, especially because in our industry, it is easy to pop in and, and be a fraud. Like it is Read body language. Yeah. yeah. Or just yeah. like re really generic. My, uh, always disclaimer. Even the still body language reading is also an art and very, very accurate as well. So I shouldn't say body language readers. No, it's true. And I, I've actually considered that myself. Uh, yeah, when I was self uh, analyzing, like, are you a fraud, which was yeah. almost like a, a, like a hinge off of what I intended this subject matter to be about was I was always looking for validation because I didn't want to, I didn't want to be a fraud that was reading body language or, or what I determined to be, even though, yes, it is an art, but my brain came back and I say my brain. The, I think the body is the clue, right? The channel it's, came back and it was like, why is that any less valid if it's accurate? And I was yeah. Like, oh yeah, I guess. I think we're um, taking like uh, points off of the chart from multiple different places and body language is, is big part of it. And just understanding your own perception is, oh, okay. I've coded this body as this, but it may not be a hundred percent accurate all the time. Right. It's true. Just depending yeah. on your perception. And Which is why we only, uh, people who um, are drawn to us, those are the people we can read. The mm -hmm. ones who aren't drawn to us, those are enigmas to us. <laughs> like I find for me, I'm like, oh, got that one wrong, you know? Because yeah. uh, my perception in theirs isn't in line. So we don't, we're not on the same resonance. And I, and, yeah, and it, they really don't come. 
Uh, my disclaimer when someone sits down is I say it is in my nature to ask questions. And sometimes I'm asking questions to actually trigger the flow of information. And so I basically just give them permission to opt out of questions if they feel like I'm fishing for information. If you don't like the question, if you don't want to answer the question, if you think it's me trying to lead you somewhere, just say, I prefer not to answer. Or Have you ever had someone say no? uh, Say no to a question? Yeah. No. Yeah. Because they trust you. <laughs> no, it's true. But I, yeah. it's, it, but when I'm meeting someone and it's like, again, it's the first time. It's just because sometimes too is, I don't know about this with you, but getting through certain people, some are harder for me than others. Like it's like, so some people come in and their life is like a platter that I can just like pick any section of it and just be like, here you go. And uh, other people, I have to kind of like, uh, like actually kind of almost get through this sort of like, um, you know, front line of like stuff yeah. before I actually get in the flow. Like it's a slow start. And so sometimes I use questions to, to trigger that flow. Um, but they don't have, they don't actually, I've noticed they don't have to answer them. I have to just, I just, but sometimes I have to keep asking to like, just get the right question to open the channel. So it's like, if that was like a, a castle wall, cause that's how I see it is I'm like, Oh good. You're one of these people. Yeah. <laughs> hey it's like finding the loose brick where I can then sneak in kind of a thing. So questions is like, is this brick loose? Is this brick loose? Cause someone's right. there's your system's always flawed. So I just have to find where the entry is. Those are hard. Like I feel like as a, a channel, those, those are hard um, because it's not as easy, but I also find that those people are the ones who then send you 10 friends. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it totally. Goes that way. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, Ooh, that one was difficult. And I didn't feel as connected. Have you ever read? I'm curious. I just thought about this as you were saying, like one is so open and one is closed. Um, have you ever read a husband and wife? Uh, no, if you haven't, please put out like a trial for a husband and wife because their perceptions of their reality are so contrast to each other. It's like, it's hilarious because I'll read one and then you get the other and you're like, Oh, Oh, I see how this is like, you know, the way that they perceive things, the truth, there's a truth, but the, the way that it's being perceived is completely different. And it's very cool. I, if you like, I would honestly throw on there's like any husband and wife interested in a reading and give them a discount just so you can experience it. Cause it's pretty wild. The, what I have had, I don't know, this is, I'm assuming it's the same for you is somehow information comes through with compassion, but also with like a sense of objectivity. And so if there is like, say a, um, a husband and wife are in a conflict, I will mm-hmm. just get something that tells me how the husband is, how the husband receives information, yep. how he communicates, how yeah. um, he might be dealing with the problem. Like basically I, and I get his full, like the way he thinks, the way he feels, assuming he is, um, you, and usually there are, yeah, exactly. Assuming yeah, highest that, self is in agreement only. Yes. Yeah. If they are, and, if they, if they don't believe in this stuff, they don't come through. Oh, I, I, I also, I've still gotten them coming through when they don't believe it. 
Well, then um, they must believe it in some way. <laughs> or their highest self is like, yes. Well, I was going to yeah. say, it's still in benefit of their relationship, I think. Or the it's in the greater good. Like, if the person in front of me is basically not coming out to play that other person or manipulate or what, that's when I won't get them. Is if, yes. if they're trying to kind of manipulate the process. And I have. I have had someone say, oh, can you tell me about this? And I was like, I got nothing. I'm sorry. Like, I don't have anything here for you um, in regards to this other person. Um, but if they're coming in and everyone is trying to get to the same like goal point kind of a thing, um, it's hard. This is, I have had this happen. It's hard when you are sitting with the person who doesn't want to take ownership of their involvement. So you have the other partner who I can see, and I can see that they're really trying to like, compromise and troubleshoot and like they're do and they're doing the best they can, which actually just, it, it is limited where we all have like finite ways of communicating and bandwidth and, uh, like emotional bandwidth and whatever. And so I can see them going like, Oh, I see your bandwidth that's stretched to the max. And then the person in front of me is feeling like they're not heard and all this stuff. And that's also valid, but it's the person in front of me that needs to make, like needs to make the changes. Like the other person is like, they're tapped out. It's it. That's it. That's all I got. And so trying to tell the person in front of you, like, I know that you're the one that's having the biggest issue about this, but you're also the one that needs to make the change because, <laughs> uh, it's, it's hard, especially when they feel like they're, they're the, the like victim in air quotes around, around that. But anyway, yeah, well, there's always choices. Right. And, uh, we, I always say to them, if I feel like they feel like they're being beaten on, I'm like, you're here. So we only work with you. And, uh, like we only work for solutions mm -hmm. for your end. Uh, I can share with you how they're receiving it. I can share with you their perception. But even like when I say, like, if they come in, how one thing can be so important to one partner and the other one just doesn't even see it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I That's so frequent. So, so hilarious uh, when you actually get them there. And, um, and, and again, like as a reader, I get a lot of partners coming in and I think it's because it's never like, it never ends up being like, well, she said this to me about this. And it's never like that. It always ends up being, we focus on different things because they're just focused on different things, which is why they're not seeing eye to eye on something. And I think that that's something to take into account as a relationship is if we aren't meeting eye to eye, there's their baby is more importance put on it with one person than the other, where the other is focused on something else completely that's going on and doesn't, it's not quite there on their scale of emergency. It's also what makes partnership so powerful though is that your focus is on this and their focus is on that and that's exactly. how the machine runs like that's how everything kind of like gets done and so oftentimes if I'm uh I did just have someone but um like if someone comes in and they're really wanting to manage a relationship conflict that feels really big it's kind of like that's a time when I'll highlight like the term superpowers I'd actually I don't actually use it the same in relationships but it's kind of going, okay, I see how this is challenging for you. Absolutely. But I also want to point out that this is what makes this so easy. Like this other thing, this makes the, like this dynamic is hard here. And so like effortless here. So it's kind of like, sometimes you have to also highlight for people. Yes. I know your partner is kind of like a really bad planner and is really impulsive and spontaneous. And that's annoying for you as of someone who likes to be organized. Um, but 
that's also like they're the action. They're what get things going. They're the actual doer. They're also the fun. They're also like what, you know, and so, yeah, anyways, there's always a, there's always a dynamic. There's never just like one way where it just, it just sucks. Actually, that's not yeah. true. I've had, I've had those two, but there's a different types of reading. So, um, it made me think of an, a TikTok I've seen recently. It's like behind every anxiety ridden, uh, like over controlling wife is a blue collar man, not thinking thoughts. And I was like, is that my relationship? <laughs> It's like, just like the steady. And you know, what's crazy is I, I, I heard this recently and I believe it to be true is that if you talk a lot, you actually do have a lot of anxiety because you think a lot of thoughts and like my partner is extremely, uh, he can be talkative, but not like I would say personality wise, he's pretty quiet because he's not anxious. He's not overthinking. He doesn't have to like have word vomit to get it out where it's like me. I'm like all the time. And yeah, it's, it's funny how that will show up, like how you can tell. And, um, in brain state wise, like when I'm teaching yoga Nidra, if you are in your beta state, which is where we are right now, um, Tanya is able to be quiet and able to receive me, but say she's in a stress state, then all of a sudden her uh, word vomit goes up times 10. It's just like when you meet someone on the street in high beta and they're stressed and you say, how are you? And you get their whole life story. (laughs) That's because of that state of stress. Like the high anxiety makes people speak a lot. Like, you know, traditionally, I know there are some people who will freeze or shut down and isolate, but typically if you give them opportunity to speak, they're going to just spill the whole thing. And you're going to be like, well, I'm going to have to cancel my afternoon plans. <laughs> That's like they say over, over explaining is a trauma response. Yeah. A stress response, right? I'm not enough. There's, I have to over explain in order for this to be received. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it, it is interesting how you talk about the differences in superpowers and relationships is that w- when we get together, uh, we're each attracted to each other's wounding because that's what we want for ourselves. So if you are more of an introvert, more of a planner, and you see someone who's free and fun and doesn't, you know, ruminate on life, that is something that's going, you, that will heal your wound. Right. But then once we get into relationship with them, then we want to change them (laughs) and we want them to match our wound instead of, you know, um, striving to heal our wounds through that space. It's really weird. And that's why I think a lot of people are like, will fall out of love is when they aren't working on their own wounding within a relationship is that you were initially attracted to that quality about that person, because that's something that you seek, something that you've craved. Mm -hmm. And now it's something that you find scary, unsafe. You're wounded. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I love that I had an intention for this episode and it's just not even remotely gotten there. And we're I know, and I do want to tell the one thing. <laughs> okay, I thought so this is my idea. Let's just tell the one story and we'll try another episode where we tell multiple stories. But uh, do you want to go first? 
Yeah, I'll tell this story there. So another TikTok venture of mine, I've been, um, to give you guys some context, I, uh, have been not well. Uh, I got this, this kind of crazy cold that knocked me out off and on for three weeks and then followed up with, I, uh, was diagnosed with another melanoma and have had surgery and have been laid up for now 10 days. I've had a lot of time to, uh, binge below deck Mediterranean series and, <laughs> Um, beyond TikTok. This is, uh, TikTok showed me last night that there's, it's called spiritual shape shifting or face shifting. And in a priestess path gathering, we, this year we've gone kind of a hybrid where we meet online and then we'll meet in person. And then some people who are far away will join us online, but we'll have in people in person. And at this last one we had in person, we did the practice called eye gazing. And it's where you stare into someone's eyes and you can't look away. Um, a lot of like of that anxiousness coping will come up like smiling and fidgeting and stuff like that, but you have to like sit through it. So we did it for, um, it was an uneven number for the sisters that were coming. So I had to play in at, to make it even. And so we used a song and I was like, okay, guys, when the song is over, we'll stop. And, uh, I got so into it. This, the lady in front of me, I watched her face turn into like an older man. And then I, uh, I'll speak to this on context too. And then all of a sudden her face turned into this silver dragon and I was transported out of time and space and just like so in awe, like the scales were shining and shimmering. And I was just like, in a way going, is this really happening? But then also not thinking about that. And then I hear someone laugh and that immediately pulled me out. And I realized we're halfway through the next song and <laughs> they're so beautiful. Cause they don't question me. Right. But <laughs> I heard that laugh and then I was like, Oh, boom. And her face went back to normal face. And they were like, yeah, we didn't know if you were just like keeping going. And so that awkward laugh, uh, awoke me out of it. But, um, on t and this didn't feel didn't feel scary to me, which on TikTok, there's a lot of fear pushed publicly. Fear, fear sells, fear attracts. And so if we push fear, we're going to get a lot of followers. We're going to get a lot of people paying attention to what we say. But I, this is not a fear thing for me. Uh, what I saw was beautiful. And, um, there's more to it. I'm, I'm going to ask this girl if I can share more about her story, but I want to get her. Okay. So well, in another episode, but, um, I had been reading the Sophia code. And if you haven't read the Sophia code and you're moderately interested in goddesses and energy and, um, the universal vibration, it's very, very interesting. Uh, in the Sophia code, the dragons hold the wisdom of the universe. So this is like, um, they manifest in, in these beautiful, uh, metallic scaled dragons. And I just wanted to bring forth how powerful the subconscious is, is like, so I'm reading about that. So I'm able to see it. And if we don't know something, we're not able to see it. And whether or not this is true, I saw it, whether it's a manifestation of something of my imagination, or I was now just able to see it because my mind had been freed around it. I'm still sitting with that because I do not know. Um, but I just wanted to share that because I've never had that happen. And the fact that it happened in front of 14 women, 
<laughs> and I left them hanging in their most awkward moments of their life. But it was so cool. And um, to see that on TikTok be a fear thing. And my partner has like um, done psilocybin. And, um, he's still, he'll probably kill me for saying this, but at night he won't look in a mirror cause he's like afraid of seeing the devil. But so this is his experience. He grew up Jehovah's witness. So he grew up in a kind of like fear kind of pushed around that, um, well, I call it low vibration, high vibration, love or fear. There's two vibrations somewhere in between. Uh, he grew up in fear and so when he did psilocybin and he looked in the mirror, his face turned into a devil. Uh, and that's what these people on there are saying. And I'm like, oh man, this is like just a subconscious manifestation of how much fear they're holding. Um, so to me, that's how I'm interpreting it. And I, I wanted to share that with you because I know you sometimes go on TikTok, but you may be on hiatus again. But if you go on, check it out and see what you think. Because to me, I see that this is an opportunity to see our underworld. It's an opportunity to see what we're processing in the undercurrent, like so that very bottom layer of the ocean, what what that those undulations that create the waves. And I thought that that was pretty cool. That's so cool. I had a uh, my my partner and I did uh, we do the eye contact meditation or have done in the past. And I remember. Uh, I, I don't know. I've I had this one really weird meditation that you were there for, and it. It was, I saw this like vision. Yeah. I saw this vision of my husband passing away at like a relatively young age, like not young, young, but like, I would say about 20 years from now. And, um, anyways, it was like low key traumatizing because it was just, was just really impactful in the moment and really was upsetting. And anyways, I'm choosing to, at this point, I now believe that that is a potential timeline as, as far as it's not the timeline. It wasn't like the future. It was just, it could go that way. But then we did this meditation. I don't remember what order this is in. I think this was after that. Yes, it was. Okay. And I, his, his face shifted, um, as well. And his face shifted into him, but older, like old, like old man, And it actually gave, it was when I got the, yes, that's a timeline option, not the timeline. And this is another timeline option as he might choose to stay and get really old. Um, But for the longest time, I couldn't see him aging. Like I couldn't see him significantly, right? Like as an old, old person. And that made me believe that that was like a future path versus now I believe there to be multiple future paths. So anyways, so it was interesting. So, um, but I'm going to share my other story. It's not, it's not that one, but, um, okay. So when I was first reading tarot, um, I, I was always looking for obviously practice. And I mean, you can only read for yourself so much before you're like, okay, (laughs) this isn't helpful. And reading for yourself is hard because you already know you. (laughs) So finding anything new, you'd always have to wait. Like if it was a future based forecast, you'd have to wait for the validation. Um, and so reading for myself didn't feel like I was getting the progress and practice that I wanted. So I ended up joining, and this was actually one of the greatest things because I was not comfortable being out of the closet yet. So I didn't want to just like put out like a banner of like free readings and practicing. Um, and so what I did was I ended up joining an online tarot group and it was great. It was such a great resource because it was just this community, um, which was so fantastic for 
troubleshooting and just getting guidance because there's like a variety of levels in the group. There was like people that have been doing it for 20 years or people that were just starting yesterday. And it was just a really, really great environment. And something that she did and she does, cause I'm actually still in the group. I just don't um, actively participate as much. Um, but she does these things. I think it's, I think she did them two Tuesdays and Fridays where she posts a thread and you basically can comment. You want to do a, a, a reading swap, or you're just offering five readings for free, just for practice or whatever. But basically it was this kind of thread where she would, where you could connect with someone and, and, uh, and then you can practice doing tarot reading. And so I did these like religiously, like the, I participated every Tuesday, every Friday or whatever it was, um, for a long time. And so what I loved about this was, um, especially eventually was that I did not see this person because I refused to look at their page. I would never do that. So all I had was their name and a question. I didn't know anything about them. They could be in any part of the world. Like I made, I actually made friends with this one girl um, and she's in, where is she? Is she in South Korea? (laughs) I don't know. I actually can't remember now. I have to go look. I haven't talked to her in a long time. Um, And then there was someone in Australia and there was someone in like the Southern States and like these people are all over the world. And that was just cool in and of itself. Anyways, I'm reading for a person. I don't remember where she's from, but she's somewhere in the world. And I just had her name and Facebook usernames. I don't even know if it's a real name. And she asks me, her question was regarding the health of her son. So human Tanya, my brain was like, oh, this is a bummer that her son is sick. And I'm thinking like seven-year-old, again, human Tanya is thinking seven-year-old and like, I don't know, does he have like childhood cancer or something? Like, I hope not. That's really sad. That's a bummer. Um, a bummer, right? Oh my God, Tanya. Okay. Anyways, just don't listen to my poor language choices, please. So I open up cards on this kid and I like, I can't really remember the reading now, but all I remember was that he was happy. Like he was really happy and that she was a really good mom for him. And he felt she was a really good mom for him. And it was really sweet. It was really nice. And and so the the basis that I got from the reading was like, yeah, just this confirmation that she was she she was doing the best she could and it was landing like that it was really there and so a lot of my reading was centered around him and his love for her and um how she made him feel and uh I'm kind of seeing this as like and I wasn't a mother at this point by the way so I am not knowing how important it is to hear how your child perceives you when they really appreciate you um but this is like sort of feeling like this hype session for this mom that she, you know, she's making good choices and she's done, she's done really well by him. Cause I think she was also doubting some of the health choices she made for him along the way. And I was like, you know, you've really, you've done, you've done your due diligence. You've done a good job, that kind of thing. Um, and so I sent this reading and immediately was like, I missed it. I missed something, something I missed. And so I, and this was the first time this had happened to me. This happens to me quite a bit now where if I don't get it, like there's an it factor with tarot. If I miss something, if I didn't, uh, read it or I like, and especially if it was significant or God, obviously it was significant. It will plague me until I get it. And then uh, if if I 
if you're ever reading with me, I will message you or voice text you or follow up with you because it's important to me that you get the it. Like if I didn't miss the it. So I'm sitting there going, it's unfinished. Something's not wrong, but I just was like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And all of a sudden my little brain, I don't remember how this manifested exactly, but I understood it. I was like down syndrome. And I was like, what? And then I got, um, I don't know if there's like a more politically correct term, but I actually got the politically correct term, uh, mental retardation. Um, but I think there's a different word or a different phrase. I got the other phrase that cause that one doesn't sound right. Um, down syndrome, whatever the phrase was. Um, but basically I was like, Oh, this isn't like a child child. They're just coming through with the childlike energy. Like they, so I'm like, Oh, their age now. I didn't know their age. I was like, this is really, their age has now become very ambiguous because, um, they might I'm through innocently. Right. There's yeah. An- attached. Yeah, exactly. So now the age doesn't matter. It was the, that was the vibe. And so (laughs) I then followed up with a question and said, Hey, um, does your child have down syndrome or this term? I can't remember. And, um, and so that's when I got the response. I just said, if so, I just have to amend some things. What I, my reading still stood, like it was still correct. It's just, it was lacking a little context is all. And I could just refine it with that context of understanding that this person, um, had had some, uh, mental challenges. I don't know what we call that again, uh, in this time. So, um, right. Sorry communication like they can couldn't communicate um i just i'm just looking for the politically correct term of like i i, I don't remember it tanya's trying yes. not to get canceled yeah basically <laughs> i'm trying to oh i'm trying to use a like a socially acceptable <laughs> language we um, love you we know your heart just trying so hard okay so anyways she did respond yes um and she actually gave me more information than I was expecting, right? A yes would have worked, just a yes. But she said he's, uh, we're going to say mentally handicapped, but I can't remember the term. Anyway, she said, yes, he's this, but it was the term I put. He didn't have Down syndrome, but he did have the second term that I put. And then something else. Oh, autism, I think. So it yeah. was something and autism. And I guess he was 30 or something, give or take. Um, and so for me, like, I don't know how that reading landed for her. And I, and she, like, she wasn't very, um, some people would really flood you with like a lot of feedback or a lot of like, wow, this was really cool or whatever. She, she didn't do that. But for me, the reason, the thing that was so cool about that was I did it for me. Cause I was like, that's crazy. Like I had no idea. And then you could page through cause I did click after and he was there. He was on her page. If I had clicked through her photos, I could have yeah. inserted that, but yeah. I didn't because that's not what I did. Cause those I, don't, readings yeah. were, I don't add clients anymore. Cause then you see them and then they come in and all you can see is the pictures. Yeah. And then you have to remove uh, remove yeah. biases. Actually, I should have an episode on that because I have, ha- I have techniques now to like, cause I have friends that come for readings. Right. And it's yeah, like, okay, yeah. I have to, here's some ways I'm going to like, it's lift just the, harder lift the bias. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like it is for yourself. 
Yeah. So um, anyways, for me, that was such a moment of going like, I had no idea who this person was. I had no idea her background. I had nothing. And yet still somehow I was able to get there with her son. And that just that self like magic, that was a magic moment for me. That was probably one of my first ones. One of my first ones that was like this is real. This is a thing that you can do this just like the woman who changed your life kind of thing can do it and find these specific things. You can do that too. Cause I think that was one of the first things that came through that was that specific, uh, especially the, it was, it was, yeah, it was a nice reading. Um, but yeah, anyways, that was one of my, one of my success stories. Maybe we'll have to do this episode again. Cause it's just kind of fun. We can do these all the time. Let us know if you want to do these, but you gave me the best idea for Christmas. Um, We won't probably have the, when will this be airing? Uh, I was going to put it up before Christmas, but we can wait till after. (laughs) (laughs) If they do stop here. Um, I, you just gave me the best idea. Even if you have a rocky relationship with your parents, I do think that, all we want, even if we have sucked at sometimes our job, is to know that, like, at some point that you know how much we love you and all that. So uh, you just made me think I might write a letter to both my mom and my dad saying how that relationship is for me. Or, like, obviously not a spanking, but a loving one. (laughs) (laughs) Too many times we're writing spankings to our parents, right? Or we're saying, but, like, in the ways that that they have impacted you, that have maybe made your life a treasure, I think that, thank you so much for that, because I was stuck on it, and, like, we're going to be moving, I think, in March, and I just don't want to get people things anymore. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to buy another thing. And this is like, I think I'm picturing writing that, like how beautiful that will be for me and then to write it. So then you don't have to be, and then maybe send it home with them. Then you don't mm-hmm. have to go after. <laughs> yeah, no. And no one, no one has to have an emotional hangover. It's just, a yeah, snack. but then it's said, it's said, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, no, I, also I think keepsake. That, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I think that's my plan. Maybe I'll do that this afternoon. I love that. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm loved to have triggered that. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode of the spiritual boss podcast. We are always grateful to have you as an audience and we're going to do a personal celebration moment because I got our Spotify wrapped for the podcast and just on Spotify, it told me we have 410 listeners, which means there's 410 different human beings on Spotify that have listened to our podcast and that was really, really cool for us. So thank you so much for being one of those people. Plus that doesn't include anyone that's listening on other servers. So thank you for listening to us. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you um, for your conversation starters, for sharing your successes and your moments with us. We just, we're so grateful. Um, Please get in touch with us if you want to. Uh, Of course, Melanie and I each have our own um, Instagram accounts and then you can also reach us at uh, spiritual boss podcast, or you can email us spiritual boss podcast at gmail.com. Peace in peace out. <laughs>